Welcome to Coffee with a Doc, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor with over 30 years experience helping people just like you with natural, holistic healthcare and lifestyle change. Dr. Schaefer is the creator of The Vibrant Lifestyle, a wellness program designed around six fundamental principles that when applied to your life will result in remarkable changes. Again, welcome to Coffee with a Doc, and here's Dr. Schaefer. Well, we've got quite a few things going on this week and this month. Uh, <laughs> yesterday was World Spine Day. How about that one? Uh, this week is Bone and Joint Awareness Week. And for the entire month of October, it's National Chiropractic Health Month. So we're going to talk about those three things uh, and, and why they're so significant and why we should pay attention to them. Uh, World Spine Day. I... I did a video just yesterday in the office and, and I kind of emphasized why it, why in the world would we have a World Spine Day? Well, I've noticed in my 35 plus years of chiropractic practice that most people don't think about their spine until, guess what? Yeah, when it hurts. Now, we have a lot of other areas of our anatomy that we think about on a daily basis taking care of those particular areas in a fashion that's designed to prevent problems from occurring. For example, we brush our teeth, at least most of us, on a daily, if not multiple time per day basis. Why? And the dental profession has done a great job of educating us on the need to have some preventative measures for our teeth. In other words, doing things on a regular basis to keep our teeth healthy as possible for a lifetime. And there's other areas of our anatomy that, that we do the same for, trying to keep them as healthy as possible for a lifetime. But our spine, we tend to not think about at all, zero, nada, nothing, unless it hurts and that's really uh, bad for us because here's the here's the truth of the matter our spine houses the greatest part of our nervous system i'm going to simplify uh, anatomy here anatomy 101 if you will we have our computer which is our brain that has a brain stem that extends down into the very top of our spine and then that hooks up to our spinal cord which runs most of the way down the rest of your spine or your back coming off of that spinal cord are nerves that go out to literally every part of your anatomy receives nervous input from your brain via this network of nerves that go down your spine and out little openings in your spine. So if your spine, your back, your backbone has a problem, do you think that will be a positive impact or a negative impact on your nervous system? Well, I can tell you for sure that it's a negative impact on your nervous system. So you think about your brain being the computer that is controlling everything inside of your body. It not only sends signals to every cell, tissue, organ, etc., but it also receives input back into it. So there's to and fro input electrical signals that are going through your nervous system. There are receptors throughout your uh, nervous system in all areas of your body telling your brain what's going on so we can make adjustments and corrections 
all designed by our Creator to help maintain optimal health. So our optimal health is based on really the health of our nervous system. If our nervous system has a problem, you cannot have optimal health. Let me repeat that again. If you have any kind of issue in your nervous system, you cannot have optimal health. That's a pretty alarming statement, is it not? So we look at World Spine Day. What's the significance of that? If you don't have a healthy spine, you're going to have negative input onto your nervous system and your overall health index will be lowered. That's pretty fascinating and significant, is it not? Well, what can happen with your spine? What are some things? Well, many of us understand, you know, when we, you know, fracture your back or something, you have a spinal cord injury, and those certainly do happen. All of us probably know of individuals who have had something traumatic happen to their spine and some significant consequences as a result of that. But I will tell you, absolutely, every day, each of us has misalignments that chiropractors call subluxations that occur in the spine. Subluxations are misalignments or malfunction of movement in the spine. The openings in the spine where the nerves come out of are their greatest when everything is working properly and lined up properly. If vertebrae are even minimally misaligned, the openings for those nerves decreases in some way, shape, or form and greatly increases the chances of irritation on those very, very delicate nerves. Nerves are really delicate structures. They heal very slowly. So when they have injury to nerves, it takes a long time for them to heal. Doesn't take much irritation. Matter of fact, the weight of a dime, that amount of pressure can diminish the function of a nerve by up to 50%. That's an alarming statistic. So we don't want nerve irritation, but we need to take care of our spine. So what are some things that we can do? An emphasis of World Spine Day that we had just this week. What are some things that we can do? Well, the number one thing is to make sure that everything is functioning and lined up as well as possible. Now, you might be thinking, well, if I had misalignment in my back, I would have pain. But that's not true. Pain in most conditions, most issues in our body, is the last thing to come along. And this is true with spinal misalignments or subluxations. Yes, eventually you can have pain, but in the early stages or inter even intermediate stages, there may be no pain at all. I've had numerous, numerous cases over my 30-plus uh, years in chiropractic practice where someone's come in, their pain started last week or the week before, they have no prior history of pain in their back or their neck, and I do an x-ray and find out that they have significant degenerative changes in that area of their spine. Degenerative changes that took 25, 30, 40 years to develop to the point at which I see on their x-ray but they only had pain that started last week or the week before. And we see this in many different health conditions, whether it be heart disease or a digestive problem or cancer or whatever else, the pain is the last thing to come along. And this is true with your spine as well. So you're gonna have lowered health because of spinal subluxations, nervous irritation, in other words, pressure on a nerve, irritation on the nerve, and 
no pain whatsoever. I have a lot of patients that come in finally because they are hurting and come into me as a chiropractor. They want to get rid of their pain in their neck or their back or whatever it else might be. We evaluate them. We find, okay, yes, you have some issues there that chiropractic can help you with. I'm giving you kind of the uh, first visit at a chiropractic office, primarily trying to figure out whether we can help them with chiropractic care. Uh, but we find out, yes, indeed, I think we can help you with chiropractic care. We can get this area of your of your spine functioning better and healthier. So we start to do that. Uh, the number one thing that happens, uh, they typically start to feel better. But along the way, many of them will say, well, you know, I, I, I've had this digestive problem for many, many years. Uh, my, my family practice doc has, has given me these medications. Uh, nothing seemed to really impact it positively. We just kind of keep it at check. But since you've been working on my spine, working on my back, that particular problem has gotten better. Doc, can you explain that? And we go back to the basic anatomy that I've just explained to you. Their back, their spine had subluxations for years, negatively impacting their nervous system, decreasing their overall health. So that's a significant thing. Number, number one, we try to get those subluxations, get that area of their spine working better. You know, get the pressure off the nerve. You kind of have to rehab these areas, get them a little bit healthier, get the mobility back to it, get the strength back to that. Uh, chiropractors, we are our holistic type of doctor, so we look at their overall health. We want to get them doing some positive things for their health. And here's another thing that uh, that I hope can encourage you. It certainly has uh, motivated me during my uh, decades of chiropractic care. The human body is designed to be healthy. It has mechanisms installed that when you do good things to the human body or eliminate bad things that you were doing to the human body, it tends to respond positively. In other words, most of the time when you figure out some good things to do, eliminate some bad things to do, the body responds positively. You and I both uh, probably have examples in our own life where uh, we know some individual that uh, due to uh, accident, injury, or uh, health condition were on death's doorstep. They were moments or hours away from possibly going on to meet their creator. And yet they came back and they were healthy, vital, and whole again. And that's how the human body is. If you do the right things to it, it will respond positively, come back and be very healthy, vital, and whole again. So as a doctor, as a health practitioner, our job is, okay, what can we do positive for this individual? And are there some negative things that we can get rid of that will help their body to respond? Your body is always trying to get well. That's what's built into it. Our creator, God, built that into our body, a mechanism to get well. It's always trying to get well. So when we start doing positive things to it, it tends to respond. So when it comes to uh, spinal health, what are those positive things? Well, number one, we got to get the spine lined up as well as possible and moving as well as possible, even if there's significant degenerative changes in any given area. You can get that area working better. 
Can I get it working as well as it was when it was 25 years old or so? Well, sometimes no, that's not the case, especially if there's significant degenerative changes. But you can get it working better. So that's the first step. The second step is how can we improve the strength or health of that area so that the original problem just doesn't return. So that's step number two. And lastly, once we've made some improvements in that area, what can we do to maintain those improvements in that area? <clears throat> Excuse me. So those are kind of the three phases of, of restoring health to a spine. And the benefits of that are overall wellness because if our spine's healthier, our nervous system is healthier, we are healthier. So that's pretty significant. So there we have World Spine Day, which was just this week. Um, additionally, this week, Joint and Bone Awareness Week. I don't know where they come up with some of these things, but uh, think about Joint and Bone Awareness Week. Uh, the joints of our, of our body have to maintain mobility to stay healthy. A joint that loses mobility, the health of that joint will deteriorate rather quickly once it loses mobility. So think about that. What is a way that you and I can help to maintain the mobility of our joints? Well, this falls right into my vibrant lifestyle or what I now call basic essential wellness. Um, we have to get moving. We have to move our body. We don't use it. We lose it. That's right. We know that saying. It's been around for a long time. But you've got to get the joints moving. You've got to do it properly, stretching those joints, maintaining muscle tone around those joints. That's the best way to keep a joint healthy, regardless of whether you have an arthritic condition in that joint or not. You've got to keep that joint moving and as strong as possible. So there's a kind of a double-edged sword there as you exercise or get moving with some functional activity. You run the risk of doing too much of that, aggravating your condition, or injuring that particular joint if you overdo it. So there's a proper way to go about functional activity and maintaining joint health. And those are some of the things that we try to work with our patients on in those particular areas. And lastly, uh, we I mentioned National Chiropractic Health Month which is October. Woo! Quite a big thing. But as I mentioned earlier, chiropractic is a holistic type of health program that we take our patients through. In other words, if you come into a chiropractor, we just don't want to focus on, okay, you have neck pain, let's take care of that. While we do that, we want to step back for a second and look at your overall health. What are some things that are impacting your overall health? In my basic essential wellness program, we look at proper functional activity, proper nutrition, proper rest, proper mental, emotional, spiritual well-being, proper structure, and purging, eliminating toxins. We look at all of those things holistically. How can we address those particular areas of your body, get doing the right things, eliminate the wrong things, do it in a natural way as possible. And that's kind of chiropractic in a nutshell. We look at your overall health. I hope this has been uh, beneficial to you. Again, we have World Spine Day this week, and I hope you understand the importance of the health of your spine. We have Bone and Joint Awareness Week. Why is this so important if our musculoskeletal system you know, starts to deteriorate? Your overall health will deteriorate as well. And then National Chiropractic Health Month 
Chiropractics are, chiropractors are uniquely trained uh, in a holistic manner to help your overall health. Uh, talk to your chiropractor, ask him about overall health. He'll be able to give you some great tips on how to get healthier for the duration. Um, what happens if we reach 70, 80, 90 years old and we've lost our health? We can't do anything. We can't enjoy life. That's not where you and I want to be as we get older. Let me just end with a, a quick story of a patient of mine. Her and her husband are in their 90s. Husband is 95. I think she's 92. Uh, they dance each and every week. In their group that they dance with, there's a man that is 107 years old. Think about that for a second. 107 and he's dancing every week. He's got a younger girlfriend. Oh yeah, here we go. He's robbing the cradle. His girlfriend is 95 years old. That uh, She dances each and every week. Boy, I tell you, that is where I want to be at the end of my life. Being able to go dancing on a regular basis, whether I'm 90, 95, 100, or even 107. Well, thanks for joining me on Coffee with the Doc. Uh, tune in next week when we cover a, another exciting topic in the area of health and wellness.